Welcome to the Texas Values Report. My name is Nicole Hedgens and I'm the Senior Policy Analyst for Texas Values. We're the largest statewide organization focusing on faith, family, and freedom. And today I am sitting in the seat for Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, why he's out of town at the moment. But here in the studio with me is our amazing new policy advisor, Mary Elizabeth Castle. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And Mary Elizabeth, I, I have to brag on you a little bit because I, I want our our listeners and our watchers, we're doing Facebook Live and um, and the radio show at the same time. But Mary Elizabeth, you went to SMU for undergrad and then went to Texas Tech School of Law. Get mm-hmm. your guns up for any Red, Red Raider fans listening. Um, I was born in Lubbock, so I'm a huge fan. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but so excited to have you on the team. You you got your law degree from Texas Tech. You were working at Midwestern State University. You also did some work with First Liberty Institute as well. Mm-hmm. And then you wanted to do public policy work. And so we had heard about you, and you reached out. And as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> yes. But how long have you been with us? Because you haven't been here just... Only two weeks, and they're already putting me on the radio. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Y'all, she's do- doing such a great job. We were like, of course she can come on the radio show. She's rocking it. Well, I want to talk a little bit about what you worked on this week. I mean, this has been really full. This past week has been a really full week. Yes, it has. Um, but, you know, it's Thanksgiving. I'm actually uh, going to be spending time with my family in Lubbock, believe it or not. <laughs> They'll probably all be wearing red. Um but what do you guys do for, what do you, you and your family do for Thanksgiving? Well, the past few years, it's just been immediate family. Mm-hmm. And so my sister actually lives in Austin now. She's a student at UT. So we'll both be driving back to Wichita Falls this year. That's a, and that's I'm trying hard. to expand my cooking skills. So I'll see whatever I can cook this year. <laughs> but I'll stick to green bean casserole for now. You can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with I think that. With th- I think that's a tradition in my family, too. Green bean casserole. There will probably be some banana pudding. Oh, good. Um, my cousins are huge fans of my grandmother. There's banana pudding, so that will definitely be had. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will be lots of football, lots and lots. Of oh football. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. So probably a little Black Friday shopping. I'm excited about that. Get a few, mm. get a few deals. <laughs> but speaking of Thanksgiving, you know, I love the fact that our nation we set aside time to to just be thankful, to gather with family and friends, to think about how our nation was founded and mm-hmm. how you know, the settlers set aside time to thank God for their blessings and how, you know, that holiday later became a national established holiday, uh, Thanksgiving. But it was interesting because this week we talked a lot about our Judeo-Christian values, actually last week at the State Board of Education. Mm -hmm. And for our listeners out there, this past last week at the State Board of Education, there was discussion and a finalized vote on what would be taught in our history standards. And if you've been following our work at txvalues.org, you know that the State Board of Education had been given a a draft by an unelected working group that tried to strike Judeo-Christian values, religion, as being one of the reasons why people came to America. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mary Elizabeth, you made the point. I mean, isn't that how, like, Thanksgiving was even started? Yeah, I mean, every teacher in the school system in Texas wants Thanksgiving off, so you can't (laughs) ignore the fact that Thanksgiving comes from, you know, a religious holiday and religious reasons. Absolutely. And so, you know, 
within our history, there's such a strong Judeo-Christian heritage. And this unelected working group went through all the history standards, K through 12, and attempted to take out every reference to Judeo-Christian values. They tried to take out Moses. Mm -hmm. They tried to take out uh, William Travis's letter, which was so ironic because the meeting was held in the William B. Travis building. <laughs> right. Uh, last month in one of the readings of, of what would be taught in the standards, it w the meeting was held on September 11th. They tried to take out Todd Beamer. Um, mm -hmm. So lots of irony, but really a, a very strategic attempt to take out key elements of history. And so our team testified, and then Mary Elizabeth, just this past week, you testified. You talked about Moses. Tell us a little bit about the testimony that you gave to the State Board of Education. Yeah, so when I testified for them to add Moses back into the curriculum, I focused on the fact that he's a lawgiver. Mm -hmm. And so having a background in law, I used the case Van Orden versus Perry, which is a Supreme Court case about how uh, we actually fought in Texas to keep the Ten Commandments on the state capitol grounds. Mm -hmm. And it was upheld by the Supreme Court five to four that we could have the Ten Commandments there because of their background in law and our order in society. And so I argued the key points in that case by Justice Rehnquist of why, you know, Moses is recognized. And those are the same reasons why our children should learn about Moses, because he's so foundational in understanding our laws in the United States and really just law and order in society, period. You know, thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal. Mm -hmm. You know, they need to know what, where all of that comes from. Absolutely. And even, you know, to property rights, representative government. Mm -hmm. And there were about five people this past week who came and testified in favor of keeping Moses in the history standards. I remember when I worked for Congress, you know, if you sit in the House of Representatives, you can see the different silhouettes of people who've influenced the founding and who influenced the law in this nation, people like Justinian or uh, Napoleon. But the one silhouette, the only one that is full-faced and in the center is Moses. So when right. Texas students get to go to see, you know, our nation's capital, and they go in the House of Representatives, they're going to ask the question, who's that guy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> why Why is he here? Right. And that's why it's important that he was kept in the history standards, as, as you talked about, as a historical figure who influenced our law. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the things that you were surprised during some of those, some during some of the testimony or maybe some of the discussion that happened at the State Board of Education? Yeah, I was really surprised by the board members. I mean, having such strong biases that weren't necessarily related to, you know, how we educate our children. A lot of them seem to have personal biases that really didn't, you know, help create good curriculum for the students. And I think it would hurt them in a lot of ways. So I think it's very important that you pay attention to who you elect and, you know, who's actually representing uh, you on all levels, including the State Board of Education, to make sure that these people are in it to actually, you know, help you and not, you know, project their own personal politics into things. Right. And I think the attempt was to, quote, streamline the history mm -hmm. standards. But there are just certain standards you can't cut out. You can't cut out major aspects of the founding and of our history. You know, even that last day, we saw last-minute amendments um, including taking out September 11th, which I was shocked 
and and really appalled when that amendment was offered. I think it was offered on Thursday and, and was withdrawn on Friday. And what made me frustrated was, you know, I, I'll never forget that day. And that did change our our nation. It Absolutely. had a major international impact. Um, my dad was an American Airlines pilot and a pilot for the Air Force at the time. And I'll never forget, you know, going into the living room and my mom telling me something had happened. We weren't sure where my dad was at the time. And every time he left after that, you know, just thinking what's going to happen. I remember I was actually, my mom and I were on the first flight out of Washington, D.C., Reagan International Airport, the first flight out after September 11th. And there were only eight people on the flight. John McCain was actually one of them. And I remember Mm -hmm. I'd been in airports tons growing up, but that was the first time that the security was so tight. I'd, I'd never seen, you know, security guards walking around with the dogs and and the guns. And, you know, everybody was really nervous because what because of the major attack that had happened on our nation. I just it grieved me that there would even be an attempt to take that out because it did change so much of what had happened, of, of how we have an outlook now on national security and other important issues. So um, so thankful, though, to have you on our team and to be able to talk and articulate these important issues, you know, and really thankful to report to those listening and watching that we were able to get back in those Judeo-Christian values, the William B. Travis letter, heroism in describing the defenders <laughs> of the Alamo, you know, all those important aspects of history, talking about the First Amendment, talking about the Declaration of Independence, even John Quincy Adams, we'd said, hey, John yeah. Quincy Adams is a big <laughs> deal, needs to stay in. Yeah. Thankfully, even on the last day, there was an attempt to <laughs> take them out. And and thankfully, they were uh, John Quincy Adams and Moses stayed in. So Thank you to, for the work that you're doing, Mary Elizabeth, because it's it's been a huge help. I know it's been a huge help for me and getting to have a, a team member sit, sit in the State Board of Education <laughs> meetings. It was a lot of fun. Well, I'm thankful to be here, and I'm thankful for this opportunity. You know, I've always been interested in politics, even since I was, you know, really young. And so I'm just thankful to have this opportunity, you know, to speak and, you know, represent issues that I care about, but also, you know, issues related to my faith. And that's re- truly a be- blessing. Yeah. It is. It is. And, folks, I can tell you, Mary Elizabeth did an incredible job. And you can find out more about what happened at the State Board of Education on our website, txvalues.org. If you're not signed up for our emails, I encourage you, please sign up because we were able to send out action alerts to let people know, you know, we found out in the middle of the week that an amendment was going to be offered specifically to take Moses out. Out And we were able to alert those on our list to call the State Board of Education members. And because people were calling, talking to their State Board of Education members, as you talked about, you know, making sure we're electing the right people, but then holding them accountable and, and letting them know how, how they feel on those issues is so important. And it made a difference. And we were mm-hmm. able to successfully defend history <laughs> um, in the standards. So I want to change gears a little bit, um, you know. We've been working on a lot of issues, obviously, the the history uh, history standards. We've got the legislative session coming up, which is going to be a whole lot of fun. But just to just today and for those listening on, on the radio show uh, Monday, we'd found out that there was a sexual orientation gender identity ordinance that's being proposed in Laredo, Texas. And, you know, Mary Elizabeth. Tell us a little bit about what's going on on that issue and, and 
you know, what <laughs> what happened in the office today, which is Monday, but I know that our listeners are hearing this on Saturday. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, an ordinance that um, basically is trying to be anti-discrimination, but it has some facial problems mm-hmm. and some legal problems. If you look at the text of the ordinance, and it'll create some problems, you know, for people who want to protect their religious liberty rights. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important that, um, you know, we look into this ordinance mm-hmm. and we watch out for other cities trying to do things just like this. That's right. And and you helped with, with looking up some of the cases that 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 are surrounding the issue of, of something similar to this. Um, but. I mean, it's as simple as, you know, if you've got a cake baker who believes that marriage is between a man and a woman, then the city would, I think it was a class C misdemeanor, mm-hmm. and put um, a up to a $500 fine yeah. for every day that somebody, quote, violates this ordinance. It would have forced people to sign a waiver if they did or, or uh, some sort of agreement with the city if they were going to contract them. And, and it was interesting the way that it was worded because it was like, you know, we're really not trying to violate people's beliefs. But if you're going to contract with the city, you have to sign an agreement saying that you agree uh, to essentially same-sex marriage and, and the the gender identity, that whole agenda. So having to write down on a piece of paper and basically check your faith at the door, which which is not okay, you know, for what if a faith-based group wants to partner with the city on a project. Well, now they're being told, you know, unless you check your faith at the door, you can't contract with us. You know, if you're a Bible-believing Christian, you can't contract with us. If you believe marriage is between a man and a woman, you can't contract with us. You know, that's not fair. It's not good for free enterprise. We look at what happened with Jack Phillips, the cake baker in Colorado. You know, there was a law that said he couldn't, quote, discriminate. And he just said, look, I'll sell anybody, you know, what's, what's here in the here on the counter, you're welcome to anything. But for me to participate in something that violates my sincerely held religious beliefs, that's not okay. But that's what the city of Laredo is doing. They're mm-hmm. they're forcing people to violate their sincerely held religious beliefs. Um, and we know what the U.S. Supreme Court did. They they struck down uh, the the commission or told them you can't be punishing Jack because of his beliefs. Obviously, he's back in court now for the same issue, uh, just on the gender identity part of that issue. So really problematic. And thankfully, Jonathan literally, on a quick decision, we were all in there, You, me, you, James, we were working on the issue, and Jonathan jumped in the car uh, with, I think we decided it within a few minutes, yeah. <laughs> jumped in the car and, and drove down to testify. And so we'll have an update for those listening and watching on what's happening on the issue at Laredo. We encourage you, stay tuned to our Facebook page. We keep updates there on our uh, website, txvalues.org, and certainly with our email. But um, a little bit of a lighter note, uh, this week we also had the gala last yes. last Saturday. You know, we had the gala, and that was your first gala with yeah, Texas Values team. Tell me what you thought about that. It was very impressive. You know, I was impressed by the numbers that were there. It's a very organized event. I mean, I think if it's your first time or your 50th time, you'll learn something new every time from the panel or from the videos or even the speakers that are there, you'll learn something and you'll take away, you know, a lot of inspiration, you know, from the event. And I was inspired from going to the gala this year. Well, that's 
awesome. That's encouraging to hear because that was your first time and, yeah. and you're part of the team. Right. <laughs> so, but you're right. Like we had Lauren Muzika from Sidewalk Advocates. We had Kelly Shackelford from First Liberty. We had um, Kirby Anderson from Point of View Radio. And that was just on the panel. We had Michelle Bachman who, oh my goodness, she was so inspiring. You want to talk about a mom who was pretty much she she prayed about the issues uh-huh. next thing you know she's getting involved and then she's finding out she's a state senator yeah um, being nominated for a state senator and went all the way up to the congressional level and then you know was the first woman to to win a presidential contest republican woman to win a presidential contest she's on the board of frc but she really i love the fact that she personalized she she really understood what it means to have a family policy council in the state of Texas. And she also made it really clear why it's so important that Texas stands strong on the family mm-hmm. values issues. Because she's seen, you know, up close and personal what happens when those values aren't stood for. Yeah. And um, just so inspiring. Really enjoyed hearing from her. Really glad to to have had her come and speak. Um, goodness. That was a lot of fun. And it was in it was. Dallas at the Four Seasons. Yeah. It was, it was very great. nice venue. And then you got to go to Spirit Fest right yes. after that. <laughs> Tell us a little the bit about that. The following day. Yeah. I wish I had a little more time to enjoy Spirit of Austin Fest. But if you ever had the chance to go, I think it's held every November. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a huge lineup of Christian artists. They have, I think, like amusement rides for kids. Of course, you know, they had us there to hand out information. Our booth mm-hmm. had Santa. So huge you could take plus. pictures with Santa. <laughs> And I think, you know, if you have the opportunity to go to something that's, you know, very family friendly and Christian based, you should go to that event. Yeah, it's I didn't get to go this year, but I know you there. You were there. This, mm-hmm. the, some of our team was there. Obviously, Santa Claus was a huge success <laughs> from yes. what I hear. Yes, he was. Um, but yeah, really neat to be able to to talk to people in the central Texas area. Mm-hmm. Um, really neat event. So I'm glad you got to go and and meet meet everybody and. Yeah, listen to some good music. I know, I know, Jonathan Sirens that gets him really excited when he gets to hear some of his favorite favorite artists. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's as you can see, it's been a very busy week, yeah. <laughs> very busy couple of weeks, and sessions just around the corner. I mean, we're going to be talking about these issues even more. You know, we talked about what happened in Laredo um, and how religious freedom is is at risk in that area now and how we need religious freedom protections at the state level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something I know our team is going to be working on, you and I are going to be working on. And I'm excited, though. I think there's there's some great opportunities, but I encourage anyone who's listening, please stay tuned to what's happening with the Texas legislature. You know, we meet once every two years. This is it. So when we're talking about, you know, religious freedom, these issues continue to develop and grow and and things that are happening like in Laredo are happening in different places around the state. And so when the legislature meets, they have the opportunity to address these issues, to stand for what's right. And it doesn't just impact our state. It impacts our nation. We have other family policy groups. We even a couple of weeks ago, we had legislators from other state, another state calling us asking about legislation that we passed in Texas because they wanted to use it as a model for what was happening in their state. And we've seen where, you know, if Texas does something, it's modeled at the federal level. There's so many things that, that happen because when Texas stands for righteousness, it impacts the rest of the nation. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that 
you know, people are aware of what's happening, that they're staying tuned in, that they're contacting their legislators, that they're contacting, um, you know, the governor, the lieutenant governor's office, letting them know that they support. That's one thing, you know, some of the discussions we've had in the past couple of weeks the time to stand up is now. We need mm-hmm. your voice. If you, if you want to see righteousness stay in the state of Texas, you've got to get involved. And so that's why I'm so excited. We've got our Facebook page. We've got Twitter. We've got um, Instagram. But we've got our email list. That's why it's so important because we're able to send out an action alert really quickly when bills move or a committee hearing comes up. And sometimes they can come up really quickly. You know, so at, towards the end, they'll suspend the rules. It gets gets a little crazy, but we can send out an action alert to let you know, hey, this is the bill that's coming up. This is what it's about. This is what you need to tell your legislator. And as somebody that's worked in Congress, I can tell you for a fact that when people start calling the offices saying we're concerned about this issue or that issue, the staff will take note and they will talk to the legislator and say, hey, your constituents are calling. They, they want you to do something about this. It can make all the difference in the world. And and you've seen, you know, working for First Liberty, like how important that issue is. You know, tell us a little bit about why you think it's important that we're we're standing for religious li- liberty in Texas. I think it's very important. I mean, as everyone says, or a lot of people say, as Texas goes, so goes the nation. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be the leaders of standing up for our faith and standing up for religious liberty rights. I mean, You know, it's not just that they want us to accept things that are against the Bible or against God's way. They actually want to attack the church and they Mm -hmm. actually want to accuse us of being hateful Mm -hmm. and accuse us of, you know, having a mindset that we really don't have. We're just trying to live a righteous life. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that we stand up for these principles because the first institution that God had was the family. Mm -hmm. And if we destroy the family, then we'll see, you know, a lot of harm to society. So we need to stand up for the family in this country. And I think Texas can be the one who brings the nation along and we can keep these values intact. That's so true. That is so true, um, Mary Elizabeth. And just a good reminder for those listening, like this was God's idea. Start with the family and then the rest of the society will be um, impacted. You're so right that if we as the state of Texas can continue to lead, then the rest of the nation will follow. And I remember at the gala, the attorney general was talking about, you know, some of the the lawsuits and the legal issues that they're working on. Mm -hmm. You know, when Texas stands up, other states will come along and say, hey, we'll join that lawsuit. We'll, we'll, we'll stand alongside you because you guys are standing up for what's right. And it's a, really a responsibility of, of, of our states to be that leader. And I remember when I was in Congress, like we would sit, I would sit in meetings with congressional staff and we would talk about the values issues. And I would hear them say, what is Texas doing about this issue or this religious freedom issue or this pro-life issue? Because even in D.C., they recognize well, if Texas can hold the line or advance the line on this issue, then so can we. So, so important that people are aware of what's happening and how important this upcoming legislative session is. And before we go, um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited about the work that we're getting to do. Mary Elizabeth, tell us a little bit more about what you've experienced in the past couple of weeks being here uh, 
with the Texas Values team? Yeah, I mean, I've gotten to meet a lot of, you know, interesting officials and, you know, people with different positions on the Capitol. And, you know, it's been very good to have something to do every day, to have something to research or, you know, to go to the SBOE and testify. You know, it's been a very enriching experience, you know, for me professionally. But also, I think that It'll be very exciting to see what will happen when the session starts. And I think we have a good team. I mean, <laughs> I've only been here two weeks, but I can I have faith that we have a good team. And <laughs> good. we we plan to do a lot of great things, you know, for our state. And we just hope that God is behind us and we do his will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that, that you bring it back to faith because that's what I mean, that's the foundation of our organization. You know, standing on Judeo-Christian principles. Um, protecting the protecting our faith, family, and freedom. Standing for faith, family, and freedom is so important. And you know, with Thanksgiving week, we really do. We have so much to be thankful for. One of my um, mentors was at the gala, and she talked about you know at our gala we had so many legislators who were up there to pray, or you know we had state senator elect Angela Paxson sing the national anthem so beautifully. <laughs> um, but we have so we are so blessed in the state of Texas because we have legislators, we have the attorney general, the governor, lieutenant governor, who are very sincere in their faith. And so many elected officials that we get to work with, they really are there because they believe in standing for righteousness. And how amazing is it that we get to not just elect good leaders, but we get to elect God-fearing leaders in our, in our state. And with that, though, we have a responsibility to make sure that they know that they're supported um, and that that they know what's happening on those issues so that they can continue to stand for righteousness. So that's I'm, I'm just so thankful, you know, even noticing on election night, wow, we get to elect amazing leaders who are who are wanting to do the right thing. Um, so it's that's something I'm thankful for. We've got one minute left, Mary Elizabeth. What's something you're thankful for on this Thanksgiving week? Yeah, I mean, I'm thankful, you know, to be at Texas Values. I think that's my number one. But, you know, it's always a blessing to just wake up every day and, you know, to be healthy and to be well in this country and to have rights that even my parents, you know, didn't have Mm -hmm. and to have the education that, you know, they couldn't obtain because of different things that were happening in this country. I'm just very thankful to be where I am. That's awesome. Well, we're thankful to have you on our team. Well, thank I'm you. excited get to have another girl on the team. Yeah. <laughs> but you're you're really doing an amazing job and I think what I love is that you have such a heart for these issues. Mm-hmm. You know, you really you really have a strong faith and you understand the why of what we do. So we're we're so excited to have you on the team and thank you all to our listeners. We're thankful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Texas Values Report. You can go to our website, txvalues.org, for more information. Don't forget to tune in to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And last but not least, we are a 501c3. We also have a 501c4, which is Texas Values Action. And the way that we can continue to do radio show, Facebook Live, to be at the Capitol in the courts and in the courts of public opinion, the media, is because of donations from people like you. So we encourage you, please go to txvalues.org to donate and have a very happy Thanksgiving week.